you're looking for a happy place, you have found it. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and greetings wherever you are in the world. However you may be tuning into this podcast, we are glad that you are making us a part of your day. I, of course, am your host, J.R. Houston. Thrilled that you are here for the podcast that's dedicated to helping you find your true happiness through powerful, positive psychology, relatable stories, and we have some fun with it as well. We want to thank our partners for being a part of this as well, Live Happy Magazine. Hey, that's where we get our name. They've got issues all over newsstands wherever fine magazines are sold, or you can find our digital edition in the Apple Store or at the Google Play Store. You can also find us at livehappy.com, or you can also check out while you're online our other partner's website, lifereimagined.org slash happy. They've got all kinds of processes for you to try, resources for you to help you reach that true happiness, because as you awaken to the power of happiness, so do your dreams. So what's next? Go to lifereimagined.org slash happy. Very excited about our conversation today with Jenny Santi, a trusted philanthropy advisor to some of the world's most generous philanthropists and celebrity activists. And for five years, beginning at only 28 years old, was the head of philanthropy services for the world's largest wealth manager. She's the author of The Giving Way to Happiness, Stories and Science Behind the Life-Changing Power of Giving. And we're going to talk about how giving to others makes us feel good and more science behind the joy of giving. Well, in the latest edition of Live Happy Magazine, we have several stories about getting gifts, receiving gifts, and how they changed our lives for the better. And our guest today is going to be talking about how giving gifts can change your life for the better. Thank you so much, Jenny, for joining us. How does giving a gift change the life of the gift giver? Thank you so much, JR, for having me on your show. Well, I just wrote this book called The Giving Way to Happiness. And as the title would say, giving leads to happiness. But really, it's just one of the five things I discovered uh, about what giving does to the life of the giver. And let me share with you briefly what those five things are. Absolutely. And first of all, giving can help us find our passion, our purpose. Hmm. And isn't that something we're all looking for, our purpose in life? Yes, absolutely. The second thing is that giving allows us to uh, elevate our careers into not just jobs, but callings. You know, when we're able to give to others through our own careers, then we feel that it's not just a job, but something really meaningful to us. The third thing is that giving helps us recover from very painful experiences in life such as uh, perhaps the death of a loved one, perhaps a personal challenge, such as an illness that we're going through, uh, or a collective trauma that we go through as a community, a society. And giving together, giving to something that has hurt us or has has, uh, caused us pain and trauma in the past allows us to come full circle. And the fourth thing is that giving together as a family, uh, together with our friends, our loved ones, actually bring us closer to one another when we share a common passion for a common cause. Hmm. And finally, giving gives us a sense of significance beyond material success. That's fantastic and and really fascinating stuff as, as you think about it. But a lot of people are wondering, what, in what way, how do we give in such a way that, that really makes us feel good? How, what, are, what are the best ways to give that, that, that can kind of give us a little reward in some ways for doing so? 
That's true. And uh, yes, indeed, giving can make us feel really good. But the truth is that it, the opposite can be just as true, which is that giving can make you feel depleted. It can make you feel taken advantage of. Uh, for example, if you're donating to a charity, you might eventually get disenchanted. You might feel that these charities are so cheerless. Mm. And if you're uh, a nonprofit worker, you might eventually feel burnt out by uh, the gravity of the situation you're trying to address. And if you're constantly asked for things, it could really get annoying, especially these days that there isn't a day that goes by that... Uh, we don't see a solicitation from someone, some charitable organization looking for help. And so we experience what we call donor fatigue. Uh, mm. But there are ways to give, such as we're giving not until it hurts, but until it feels great. So there's a, I, I imagine that there are some there there are some things to look for or or I don't know, maybe characteristics of an organization or characteristics of a person. Uh, that you're giving to that can help. Is that is that the case or is that is that uh, a non-factor? Yes, it's absolutely a factor. I would start, however, with yourself. Mm. So the, the first thing I'd encourage people to do is to find find your passion because it's this passion that should be the foundation for our giving. And it's not how much we give, but how much love we put into giving. And it's not simply, it should not simply be a matter of choosing the right thing among a list of different charities we see online, uh, because it's often a choice between good and good. It's not a choice between good and bad. So hmm. we should also be choosing what is good for us, what is right for us. Would you encourage people to identify beforehand what their core values are, the things that, that make them most uh, appreciative or happy, and then search for charities that, that have those same values? Is that sort of what you're saying? Absolutely. And I advise people to be proactive about their giving, not simply reactive. What I mean by that is that we have all felt the dread that comes from being pressured into giving, such as when friends ask us to donate to their fundraisers, uh, or you know, we get stopped in the street to donate to a charity. And you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But in these cases, we are more likely to give to avoid humiliation rather than out of real, sincere generosity and deep concern. And this type of giving doesn't lead to that warm, glow, happy feeling. More likely will lead to a sense of resentment if it just keeps happening over and over again. So instead, we should set aside the time to think about our options and find the, ch the best charity, the best organization for our values. Are these the sort of things you, you deal with some very high-level people and high-level givers of the Buffett Gates Foundation? Obviously, uh, people who know those two names know the type of giving that they are uh, certainly capable of. Do you encourage them to do the same thing, and uh, would that advice apply to people who maybe can't give uh, at that same level as the Buffett and Gates families? <laughs> Well, you know, in this in this book, uh, I, I hardly even use the term philanthropy because um, I think that's what we imagine. I mean, we, we imagine those names right away when we hear the word philanthropy, mm -hmm. right? Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, uh, massive multi-million, billion-dollar foundations that, the truth is, is very hard to relate with. So 
I just use the word giving or giver. And the reality is that we don't all have the same amount of money. But what do we all have in our hands? We all have time. And the gift of time is often more valuable to the receiver and more satisfying for the giver than is the gift of money. And we can give some of this time to help others. You know, we all have 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And if we give a few hours each day or a few days per year, uh, then we'll see that it will make a difference to the world. But not only that, it will make a difference in our own lives. We, we here at Live Happy, as we talk to uh, Jenny Santi here, we, we here like to not only talk about the things that, that we think will help lead you uh, towards happiness, but we like to talk about the science behind it. What, what does the research say? What does the science say uh, giving can do for a person? Yeah, there's surprising a lot of science behind it. And uh, actually, I, I wrote this book, uh, which is essentially a collection of ideas based on the stories that people have told me, uh, stories from people of different walks of life, from very wealthy individuals to social entrepreneurs to uh, you know just average people with no no uh, fame, no uh, big ticket gi- big ticket gifts to give, mm-hmm. uh, but. You know, stories from people of different walks of life. And uh, I wanted to supplement those stories that they told me with a real science behind why, why is it that giving makes us feel good? Why is it that giving leads us to a sense of our purpose, uh, helps us recover from pain, uh, brings us closer to our loved ones, and gives us a sense of significance beyond the material realm? And let me just share with you a tidbit from from the world of <clears throat> science. So uh, experiments now show evidence that the joy of giving has a biological basis in the brain. For example, through fMRI technology, you know, the, the brain scan, we now know that when we give, there are two brain reward systems that are activated. And guess what? These are exactly the same parts of the brain that are stimulated by food and sex. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, so that can be, that can be incredibly powerful. Um, now, you mentioned this book a lot and, and the stories, and the book is available uh, for folks who are very interested in it on Amazon.com, amongst other places. And, and again, the title of the book is The Giving Way to Happiness, Stories and Science Behind the Life-Changing Power of Giving. What what are some of the more memorable stories that you came across while writing this book? I mean, you don't have to give away the book. We want people to be able to go out and buy it. <laughs> but but what are some of the stories that you would say really affected you and, and how you look at the world? Oh, I'd love to share with you the story of Petra Nemkova, uh, hmm. who uh, is whose story is a beautiful illustration of how one recovers from tragedy through helping others. And Petra Nemkova, uh, her name might ring a bell because she's a supermodel who's done Victoria's Secret, Sports Illustrated campaigns. And uh, she was actually vacationing in Thailand in December 2004 uh, when, uh, you know what happened December 2004, the Mm -hmm. Indian Ocean tsunami hit. And she was vacationing there on a seaside resort together with her fiancé, Simon. And 
Simon was swept away by the current and he was never seen again. Mm. While Petra uh, was badly injured, she, she broke her bones and was told that she might never walk again. And so she went back home to uh, the United States to recover from her physical and her emotional wounds after what had happened. But you know what she did barely a year after the tsunami? This is what really surprised me when she was telling me her story. It was barely a year. Imagine this woman is still recovering from her physical and emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. And she went back. She went back to Thailand. She didn't have to do that. She, she had nothing else to do there. But she went back to help the victims of the disaster. And she told me that by doing so, uh, she told me that by, by giving back and, and helping others, you can heal faster emotionally, but also physically. And you can have an impact on so many lives, but also bring joy to your own life. And she said, there's a selfish element in it, because when you make someone happy, you become happier yourself. Absolutely. I, I think there's, it's, it's almost, I wouldn't say it's through osmosis, but if you're, if you're surrounded by happy people, that's going to help. But if you're the one that is sort of the agent towards creating that happiness, that, that's got to be something that can, that can boost you even more. Even if you're the one who's gone through so much pain. Yeah. There is another story, uh, just very briefly want to share with you. It's also a, a family who's gone through so much pain. Uh, Liz and Steve Alderman, who lost their son Peter on September 11th, 2001, when Peter was attending a conference at the World Trade Center and passed away at, at age 25. Hmm. And his parents, Liz and Steve, were mourning very deeply uh, together with the country when, when this, when this um, tragedy struck. And Liz told me that in those months, after after Peter's uh, passing, she was deeply depressed, and she felt like she she had lived her life, and there was no other reason to live. And she was in her seventies um, at that time. She thought, "What is the point? I can just, I really can just go now." Mm. Um, but things took a turn when uh, they were just watching TV. Uh, Liz and Steve were watching TV, and they saw. Uh, a, a show featuring a charity uh, that was alleviating the suffering of victims of terrorism and mass violence in post-conflict countries. And somehow um, something clicked in Liz and Steve and they decided, you know, we're going to get involved in that. We're, we're going to try to help those people who are going through the same trauma that we're, we're feeling right now. And you know what Liz said? She said that this experience has opened up a whole new world for her. Uh, what happened is that uh, they end up setting up a foundation themselves, and they're not—they're not, they're not uh, rich and famous people. They're just uh, a middle-class family uh, who's gone through something very painful, and uh, they set up a, a, a small foundation that quickly took over their family home, with their uh, guest room being converted into an office. And their their daughter taking over as a foundation CFO, and Liz said that this experience has opened up uh, a whole new world for her and her family, and helped them find strength by helping others. I would imagine in their case, and and in the case of of the other story you shared with us as well, 
that they're able to spread a happiness or a uh, a sense of normalcy or well-being because they've been there, right? I mean, they they can talk to people who have who have dealt with the tragedies that we've experienced uh, since September of two thousand and one because they know what it's like. They've got a unique insight into that experience and can probably help people out uh, much more so than than the average person who hasn't experienced that. Is is that true as well? Um, yes. If you think about it, we all have gone through something, and it doesn't have to be a traumatic experience. Sure. Uh, we can just simply ask ourselves, what is our passion? What, you know, ask yourself, what, what do you care so much about? And it's different for you, and it's different for me. And it might be because of something you went through in your childhood. It might be because you have a, a hobby that you're just really obsessed with, uh, Maybe there's something that uh, you're really, really interested in. And why not make that the foundation for your giving? Because that way, it will energize you and you'll stay committed to it no matter how hard it gets. Absolutely. Well, uh, for those folks who who are listening in, we are talking to you. Uh, we are in completely different countries. Actually, we're talking to each other on completely <laughs> different days. Uh, you're a day ahead of us as we record this. Uh <laughs> But you're on the road, you're on the, well, I guess you're in the air on the road and on sea as well, promoting this book, and we're very excited about it. There's a lot to learn from it, and we mentioned that it's available on Amazon. Where else can people find uh, this book or, or learn more about you and the work you're doing? Oh, thank you. Uh, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, BookSoup. Uh, it's It's available everywhere books are sold. And uh, you can find out more about my work on JennySanti.com. That's J-E-N-N-Y-S-A-N-T-I. And also, I'm on Twitter at, at JennySanti. Lots of ways to reach out, and we appreciate you taking the time. I know you're very, very busy uh, to, to talk with us about uh, what, uh, what giving can do for folks and uh, to give us a little insight and a preview uh, of the book as we get ready to uh, enjoy that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, JR. And I just want to close by saying let's give not until it hurts, but until it feels great. Absolutely. I, I like that quote. It works out very well. Thanks again. We'll look forward to talking to you very soon. Fascinating stuff. And if you would like a sketch note of this article, go to livehappynow.com. Well, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you listening, but we also want to hear from you. Reach out to us. Let us know what you took away from this conversation or let us know about something you'd like to hear in one of these podcasts. You can do so by finding us on Twitter at Live Happy, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live Happy, or you can find us on Instagram by searching for My Live Happy. You can also send us an email, podcast at LiveHappy.com. For Jenny Santi, I am at JR Houston saying so long. Thank you. And remember to always live happy.